Hey, everybody. It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Still on a roll. Still have an amazing guest on this show. And I am so excited that you've joined us yet another week. First off, I want to do the shameless plug. And shameless because this is good stuff. Make sure you check out the Journey of a New Entrepreneur YouTube channel. You heard me right. Journey of a New Entrepreneur on YouTube. That's where you can go and actually just see my vlog where my son and myself started a business over a couple of years ago. And we just kind of figured this thing out along the way. It's not a how-to on building a business. It's just kind of a what it's like building a business. So if you want to see like people that have victories and, and failures and defeats and challenges and, and all of this stuff and fights between fathers and sons as we're building this thing and uh, just really just trying to to conquer the world and hitting all the blocks along the way with some, some successes mixed in, it's a good thing to go watch. It's good stuff. I highly suggest you check it out. And then uh, last, I always ask you guys, give me a review on iTunes and you're listening. You're doing it. I'm getting some iTunes reviews. I'm going to read one of them. I'll, I'll read two of them real quick. One of them is you'll hear everyday struggles as well as, well as uh, awesome success stories of the entrepreneurial journey. I'm going to be honest. That one came from my wife. And then uh, this next one comes from Yuri the Fury. And he says, this is the reason I wanted to read the reviews. This was a good one. He said, thanks so much, Bobby, for such an inspiration within the service industry. I love listening to this podcast when I'm at the gym, when I'm working, when I'm on the toilet and in the car. Hopefully, I can get to meet you soon and talk some business. So Yuri... I hope we meet soon, but I hope it's not in the restroom, okay? <laughs> but anyway, thank you for those reviews, guys. Uh, and keep them coming. If you, if you get some value from the show, leave a review. It just helps me out. That, that's the admission for listening to the show. All right. So on to business. I told you I had another great, great guest today, and he's here. He's, he's a man. He's a myth. He's a legend in the industry. That off. Right here, Thad. How the hell you doing, man? Doing awesome. Um, and sorry about the whole good guest thing not working out for you, but I'm glad that you let me sub right there at the last. Yeah, second. we let you sub in. So it's a pretty big deal for me, I gotta say. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah, That's funny. Out, yeah, I've been trying to get on the show from the beginning, and it's just been always who. <laughs> yeah, so I was able to to swoop in at the last second when your good guest canceled, and uh, well, and here I, I am. I didn't want to tell you. I had four cancellations. Uh, you were number five. <laughs> you were number five. <laughs> anyway, no, in all seriousness, I'm really glad. 150 bucks to pay all those people off, okay? <laughs> so I <laughs> hope you appreciate it. Dude, just give me give me 100 next time. We'll make it easy on you. So, but oh, now, no. no, seriously, though, I'm glad you're here. Now, that here's the cool thing. Oh. So you and I don't know each other real well, and I don't know a whole lot about your background. I know you because you're you're like a name in the industry. Now you're a very humble dude. The little bit I've talked to you, you're always like, Oh no, no, no. And I know you don't love the spotlight and all that stuff. I know that's not your thing. We're like, I'm an attention whore. You're not, you know, and, and that's cool. <laughs> different strokes, different folks. But, uh, the reason I know who you are is you are the, I don't even know the title, but you're the guy for the huge convention. You're the one that puts on this convention that I go to every year. And uh, I've seen you there. I've talked to you there. As a matter of fact, last year, you accused me of like, what do you say? Um, 
Uh, oh, I, oh, I didn't accuse you. You, you totally big time me so hard. Big time you. <laughs> you big time me so hard. After the show at the aquarium, I'm like, oh, hey, I know that guy. I, I, I saw you know, some, some people from the convention over at the aquarium the day after, and I went over and, uh, you know, but try, I'm like, be calm, be cool. Don't ask for his autograph. Don't, you know, don't get him to sign your tits. Just calm down. And I got all, my, got all composed. And I was like, waited till we were touring the same little uh, little cave or whatever those little areas are. I was like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? You went, hmm. <laughs> I, I, I do guess not remember this. I do not remember this, I swear. I, I, I don't big time anyone except for uh, Joshua Gray and Ryan Edrington. And you probably don't even know those guys because they're just insignificant. I have known but, Ryan for quite a while. Oh, do you know Ryan? I uh, do know Ryan. Ryan's they're, awesome. They're two of my best friends, and I know they listen every time. So I was just kind of giving them a little uh, call out on the show here. So how do you know? Yeah, Ryan? Ryan used to kind of be my friend, but he forgot who I am too. So oh, really? Just, <laughs> uh, you know, birds of a feather, right? So, you know, Ryan, so yeah, you bet. Ryan and I we met uh, about a year and a half ago, and he's been in my mastermind group uh, for a long time. So for those of you listening, you if you're watching my YouTube channel, you've always heard me talk about my uh, uh, accountability group. But I've had a a weekly accountability group for the last little over a year and a half. And uh, Ryan and then Joshua, the guys I always talk about, um, they've been in it and it's been such a huge part of my success. But uh, two of my brothers, two of my best friends right there. So that's cool. Small world. I didn't know that you guys knew each other. But, yeah. Um, I met I met Ryan online. Uh, on Grinder. No. <laughs> Wait, that was not. I was, no, no. I'm I was about on to the, go uh, on, the pressure, on the pressure washing forum. And, uh, and we got talking and he actually came to, uh, he came to one of my, um, New Orleans networking events, I think before there even was a convention. Really? Okay. Well, so let's do this then let, let's back up. And we, we mentioned the huge convention, which we're going to talk about that a little later. Actually, spoiler, if you're interested in going at all, we've got a free ticket we're giving away a little later on the show. So that's exciting, but we're not going to get into that just yet. That I know you as the huge convention guy. Apparently, you were a, a networking event in New Orleans guy, but I don't know a lot about you. I mean, like, I'm pretty positive you have a service business, but I'm not even sure. Mm-hmm. What, I'm assuming it's pressure washing or window cleaning, uh, is my assumption. Uh, pressure okay. washing, window cleaning, roof cleaning. Okay. Yeah. So, why don't you do this? Give us, I always ask everyone, give us the 90 second overview of who you are just kind of let the just tell the audience just the basics of who that is well i was born a poor black child in mississippi <laughs> son of sharecroppers <laughs> okay most 90 percent of that is true uh, yeah <laughs> grew up very poor in south mississippi um, I, I really did <laughs> yeah no can't you tell from my outrageous accent i did, yeah yeah 90 um, <laughs> percent of that's true and, yeah, I grew up uh, grew up in a family painting business. My mom actually supported my sister and me with hmm. a with a painting business. And uh, now, I mean, it's still pretty cool. But uh, try that in the early '70s in Redneck, Mississippi. Yeah, a, a woman running a business and dealing on construction sites and all that. I mean, that was. I imagine that was rough. You know, <laughs> hey, she she did what she had to do. She hung in there. She's a tough woman, I'm assuming. Oh, extremely. Yeah. Extreme. And so, you know, I, uh, I pitched in where needed. I, I can, uh, 
you know, caulking. I'm good at prep. I'm good at, uh, I'm good at a uh, sheet of painting and, and hung paper. So we did a lot of that. Um, and I knew I did not want to have anything to do with the painting business <laughs> at all. So I kicked around. I used to be, a, I used to paint, uh, uh earlyish mid twenties. I, for probably about a year, I worked with a painter and he's actually one of my best friends as well. And I was out of work and I didn't like it. I don't like it. And cause, cause painting's fun. It's the 90% of the work you have to do to get to the oh, painting part. Yeah. You don't fun. get to paint till right at the end after all of the mind numbing, backbreaking, tedious, horrible stuff. And unfortunately yeah. my mom was like super awesome at that. So she pretty much got to do all that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you, you know, grew up as in an entrepreneurial family, you grew up with oh, people yeah. that just knew how to go out, kill it, drag it home. I don't know that she knew how to kill it. I, I mean, I wish I could go back in time and pull her aside and say, Hey, let me tell you some things about running yeah. a business. But, you know, she figured it out. We lived. That's the best good. Um, it's funny. People talk about soft washing and it's all brand new and all that. Um, back when I was a kid, that was called, it was called bleaching houses because hmm. that's what we had to before we painted them. I did, I did my, I soft washed my first house in the 82 hmm. probably. And that was, uh, yeah, we did it. We just, uh, you know, pump up sprayers and my mom has this really gnarly scar all the way down her arm, her elbow, about, eh, about half an inch wide just from the drips. Oh, you're kidding me. Just for the, uh, Oh my so, God. I can't yeah, imagine. So yeah, some, some guy I never heard of, you know, last week talks about being an OG and, uh, in soft washing and how even, I'm like, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I kicked around in, uh, in constructive stuff and in the trades and, uh, ended up, uh, getting, you know, getting into, in the sales and the corporate world, uh, actually end up uh, running a mortgage brokerage. Oh, and, no kidding. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, uh, just really hated that too. Yeah. You know, I got to where I thought, oh, and I had the, you know, the, uh, mahogany desk and the leather chair and employees, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, so bad. Like well, you know, I even toyed with painting, but it just, I was miserable. I hated it. I know exactly what you mean. So I was in the corporate world and, you know, my, the listeners know my story. I don't know that you do, but you know, I short version is I lost my corporate job. And, but before I did, I was having actually a great deal of success and some mergers happened and blah, 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 blah. But, um, I was making decent money and I was just so stinking unhappy doing this thing. And it's like, now I, I wasn't in a, we'll call it a glamorous role like you, you know, I didn't have the nice padded leather chairs and all that, but I had a decent salary. Um, you know, a lot of people working for me, but that when you're doing that corporate thing and you're reporting to people across the country in a room that they don't get what's going on and they, all they see is a number on a spreadsheet, which is really important, but they don't understand what drives those numbers. Oh my God, it's stressful when you got to keep those guys happy. So I, I absolutely relate with you on the whole, corporate sucking kind of thing <laughs> that's it's funny you mentioned that because my, my first job in that in, industry was a, a loan officer for a lender uh it was a, a national lender and i worked in new orleans and <laughs> the corporate just could not understand why nothing could get done before noon on monday <laughs> and <laughs> We try like there are no there are no lawyers in their office. There are no title companies. That, like no, there are no appraisers working. Only only us and you guys. Like no, there's no. 
like, what do you mean? What the? They just, they couldn't fathom. Like, yeah. we just over and over again. Okay. Um, at Friday at lunch, like you have till about 11 a.m. on a Friday to get anything done after because they're going to take an early lunch. Yeah. It's going to be long and liquid and they're going to blow off going back to the office and then they're going to go get into their weekend and then yeah. they're, you know, they're going to ease into it real slow on Monday. <laughs> well, New Orleans, <laughs> they're just a different breed down there. So you lived there for a while, obviously. It sounds like mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, uh, I married a New Orleans girl and ended up uh, ended up moving down that way. So yeah, they couldn't get it. And they're like, in the whole... Uh, what do you, you know, Mardi Gras? They're like, that's not a thing. I'm like, it's kind of a thing. It's kind of a thing. <laughs> I have a, Who I have a friend. on a Tuesday? Like hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> are on. Like, yeah. So that, that communication, you know, two completely different worlds. So mm-hmm. I think my, my example is probably uh, pretty extreme, mm-hmm. but there's always that disconnect between the corporate bean counters and the reality of what's happening and what needs to happen and how to make that happen. They just, they just so don't how, get it. How long were you in the corporate world? Because I, I'm assuming, well, there's no assumption. I know you own your own business now. How long did you deal with that abuse in the corporate world before you started your own thing? Oh God, about five or 600 years. <laughs> 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 and and it's, your, you know, your story was that you, uh, you know, there were mergers and you ended up losing your job mm-hmm. and, and, um, I wish I could say that's what happened, but um, unfortunately, in my case, it's not that pretty. Have you ever seen the movie Office Space? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just didn't like his job and mm. decided not to go anymore. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> I had downsized a couple of times. I had gone from like you know, I'd worked my way up to running a brokerage. I left the lender work and worked my way up to running a brokerage, and then. Left that to become uh, an assistant at another one, and then left that one to become just a loan officer again. <laughs> just just I, tired, uh, just get get bored. Yeah, bored yeah, out with all that just, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just really, really hated it, and uh, was super depressed, and mm-hmm. just uh, didn't I didn't know what was going on. And I'm going to see a therapist, mm-hmm. and thank God I got um, this this tough Italian lady from New Orleans. So it was none of the Oh, let's talk about your feelings. Everything's okay. Nothing is your bad. Yeah. She gave me a yeah, she gave me a kick in the butt. She was like, Yeah, you're not happy? All right. Well, most a lot of people aren't, but guess what? Do something about it. I'm like, well, you know, I got this job and this thing and all this stuff. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I like that lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, she I mean, she was yelling at me. She's like, you don't like it, do something else. I'm like, well, you know, I have all these expectations about me and I'm first person that's achieved this, you know, mm-hmm. this white collar. She's like, so what? You know, if you're not happy, do something else. And he said, oh, she said, I don't care if you're digging ditches. If your kids have a place to live and they got food on the table, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> you know, it's funny, it's funny you say that. I This morning, um, I was driving to my office and I just turned the turn the camera on and we're just recording a YouTube live video and just uh, the title of it. I, I made, uh, are you going to, uh, I don't know. Are you going to have regrets when you die or something like that? I forget exactly what I called it, but I was just, I was talking about this exact thing where I was like, you know, I, I feel sorry for people that are trapped in their corporate jobs because you know, you might be making 180 K a year and you feel like you can't, 
you know, and you don't want to do it and you're not happy and you want to go start your own business and chase your dreams, but you feel like you can't because you're, you got this income and family to take care of and everything. And, um, and I, I was talking about how, you know, with me, it did not feel like a blessing at all when it happened. But when I lost my job, I mean, it's like today, you know, two, two years later, two years and three months later, mm-hmm. I can recognize that it was the best blessing in disguise I've ever had in my life. And that I'm not like using hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. It was the well, second best surprise. My my third child was the best surprise. And then <laughs> which don't tell him I said that. I always tell him I don't tell him that, but but he was. He was my best surprise. But but that was my second best surprise or uh because I was just like I never I never probably never would have done this. I probably never would have started my own thing because I had that comfort and that salary and that, all that stuff. And um and so as I'm talking about it, I look at the camera. And I'm, I'm, I think I might be channeling like your, might have been channeling your, your therapist. Cause I looked at the camera and I'm like, you got 180 K a year and you still want to quit your job. How, tell me how good that money is. Tell me how, how well that's treating you. If it was all that great, you wouldn't want to go somewhere else. You wouldn't want to do your right. own thing. Do your own damn thing because you're going to be on your deathbed one day. Maybe hopefully if you get that chance. And you're going to have a reg- these regrets. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to have to go for it. For it. So I, I don't know. Get, keep talking. Well, I'm, I'm just it's scabbing. Like the, it's like the elephant. You've seen the pictures of the, the elephant. You know, he's got the halter on and the rope. And the rope is just like tied to a, yeah. tied to a chair or something. You know, mm-hmm. he, 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 he's captive because his he's mind tells condition. him to be captive. Yeah, he's not, 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 yeah not, that, not that he can't do whatever he wants. He just thinks that he can't. And so he doesn't. And he mm-hmm. sits there thinking about how bad it sucks to be tied to this chair that he can't move when there's nothing to it. Well, um, and, and I don't want to get into this whole thing, but let, let me, I'll just say one little thing for the guys yeah, listening sure. right now. So if you're listening to this right now and you're one of those people that you feel trapped, let me tell you a couple of things. One, dude, boo fucking who? All right. <laughs> boo who? Get over it. And, and, and I was there once before, so I can empathize, but, but two, What's the worst that can happen? You're 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 not gonna die. Your family's not gonna die. I don't know. Maybe what if your electricity gets shut off? So what? You sleep and it's a little uncomfortable. So what if you gotta sleep in a car for, for three weeks? Not the end of the world. You know what is the end of the world? Is not living a fulfilled life. Get out there, take some chances, and I promise you, you're gonna be a much better worker, a much better salesperson, a much more efficient producer when you're the only one that you can depend on because you don't have that corporate salary to back you up. I promise you, if you'll get out there and do it, you'll have the motivation and the ability to do so. Just, just kind of get over yourself a little bit. You know, I, I never did. I got fired. I didn't get over myself. I'm telling you, get over yourself a little bit. If it was all that great where you are, you wouldn't be daydreaming about being on my side of the fence. And dude, the water is really nice over here. So do it. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, it, did I lie about anything there, Thad? Was any of that? Would you disagree with Not me? a bit. Yeah. No. So, so you're in the corporate world. You're you're kind of hating it. You see this therapist. No. Yeah, and and it just I just kind of I didn't make I didn't come to a big monumental decision. I took a day off. Then I took the rest of the week off. Then I took then I took vacation. <laughs> I took a leave of absence. <laughs> now I have to say that at that point, at that point, I was 100 percent commissioned. 
Hmm. So me not going to work meant I did, there was no money coming in. So yeah. it's not like, Oh, you know, it's not like I was coasting on a big cushy salary at that point. Mm-hmm. But you know, after I was away for long, I got my head got kind of clear. And then I got that, you know, kick in the rear from, from that wonderful lady. I was like, you know what? I don't have to do it. So, you know, I don't have to go back. And I'm not, and I didn't. And, uh, I worked for some, I worked for other people for a while. I was getting my own thing going. I actually started out doing janitorial. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, I had done that through high school. Um, I would always make sure that my, my first period class was an easy class with a dumb teacher. And I would work at night and sleep during first period. And <laughs> they, if they bothered me, then I would, uh, I would just humiliate them in front of the class at <laughs> earliest opportunity. So I just made them real happy that I was sleeping and not bothering anybody. You know, my, yeah. my grades are so good. I mean, that was not the issue. So I kind of, I started, started in that direction, hmm. but, uh, got over into the, to just exterior, just exterior cleaning. And how long have you been doing this now? Cause that's so exterior cleaning. You're doing pressure washing, window cleaning, roof cleaning, Mm-hmm. flat yeah, work stuff like that yeah yeah are you a residential yeah. company uh, commercial or what residential yep yeah yeah i never you know and and i'm probably a that's another reason i'm a terrible guest for your show because my vision was not ever to grow a real big company um now why would that be a you're a perfect guest for the show now i don't know about new that doesn't necessarily apply with you but journey of a new of an entrepreneur that's the whole point okay. and and everyone has a drummer that they march to mm-hmm. and i want to build an empire you know but if you want to be you know not, not you but if someone wants to just be an owner operator without a helper as long as you're doing what you want to do bro that's all that freaking matters so you're a great you're a great guest for my show so keep going <laughs> so tell me about your business yeah. So, yeah, so, well, and, and you asked when I pulled, so I got, uh, yeah, I pulled the plug on the, uh, on the mortgage stuff in uh, 2006, I guess, mm-hmm. right after, right after, right after Katrina. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I take that back. No, I guess it was in five. So it was before Katrina and okay. we actually ended up moving, moving to Mississippi after, uh, after Katrina. But, uh, and it's, it just so happens that right after that was when the big uh, housing bubble burst and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac yep. hauled in front of Congress and all that stuff. And, and I would talk every so often I would, I would start, uh, I'd, I'd start thinking maybe I screwed up and I give somebody a call and I figure they're probably going to offer me a job. And, and they're like, Oh my God, how did you know? You're so smart. You, you bail at just the right time. It's so horrible. <laughs> oh my God, it's so horrible. I'm like, you know, that would, that would, that would keep me, that would keep me going for another six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and they said, how did you know? I'm like, I didn't. I just, <laughs> dumb luck. You know? You dumb see, that's when, that's when you should have made your luck. name. That's when you should have been like, guys, I've been telling you about this for years. Remember? And then just start making up all the things. And, and now you have a name in the industry and you can predict financial stuff. And you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much everyone's seeing those people again. So it was okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> with, with the stuff you're doing now, so you said you don't want to build a big company. So it, what's the ideal business for you? You know, and, and then follow up question is, is your business there yet? 
Oh yeah, it's uh yeah for the last several years it's it's been me, my son Alex, and then if we have larger projects, we have other people that we can pull in. But yeah, for the most part, it's mostly him, just just the two of us. Sometimes I'll send him, you know he'll go do stuff by himself or he'll go do stuff and have a helper. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm 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 there for most of it. Is he your uh, partner, or does he just work with you, or how does that work? Um, he just work he just works with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've encouraged him to take on a, a partnership role he's you know, he's not there yet yeah and you can't make somebody you can't make somebody hungry for it yep nope that's the truth that's yeah. the truth so so where are we at today now so you, uh you're you're doing the service business we talked about the huge convention but you do other stuff too like the huge convention is not the only one of those that you put on right um well what so what happened was when i uh I went to my first industry event, um, went all the way to Greensboro, North Carolina. It was about a 12 hour drive for me. I get there and it was maybe a hundred people there and Mm -hmm. people were just flipping out because that was a huge, huge event Mm -hmm. back then. That was just like, that was just massive. It was crazy. It was in a freezing warehouse. Um, so cold. (laughs) It was just so cold. Um, but, you know, it was very well organized and well put together. And people mm-hmm. found out that I lived in the New Orleans area. And they're like, oh, you should have one down there. It would be awesome. It would be warm. We could come. And I was thinking, oh, no, I could never, I could never put on an event like yeah. this and just didn't think anything of it. Um, I met some – it was so cold inside that I went outside in the parking lot to warm up. <laughs> and met some other people that were outside because the sun was shining outside at least. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I met some uh, I met some some people that you know that I, I still talk to mm-hmm. all the time. Well, uh, that's the best part about the convention, about conventions anyway. Is like the classes are great. Yeah, you know, I mean the classes are great, and some stuff you're going to learn some new things in. Other stuff may not be uh, may not apply to you, but there's a ton of value because you go to these conventions and there's industry leaders that are there sharing their experiences and the stuff that they've done that's worked for them. But I, I don't know if you agree or not, you know, you're the convention dude, but I think the best value is just being there and the, the networking with the other guys that are like you or better yet, find other guys that, have the same goals as you, but they're further down the road and you can, you, you, you get up next to them, you buy them a beer, you're hanging out in the hotel lobby, mm-hmm. you're having a great time and you're learning about business. Uh, my favorite thing, I've got a story for anyone listening. If you meet me at the huge convention, um, my favorite story to tell at conventions is the story about Hetty, a little kid named Hetty. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it on the, on the podcast here, except for if you meet me at the huge convention, and you want to hear about the Hetty story, I'll be happy to share it with you. So there you go. But that's one of my favorite things to do is share that with everyone. I'll agree up to a certain point, but that takes me to my second and third event mm-hmm. because uh, they sucked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like they really, really sucked. Like in the first one, honestly, the, all I got out of the first one was meeting some cool people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's fun. There's a whole lot of people who are even that I've kept up with that are, that are blown out of the business. They, for whatever reason they're, they're gone, but there are some, they're still hanging in there. Um, 
but yeah, that was a, that was a fairly cool event. And I what sucked about the others, you don't got to name names as far as the convention or anything, but what were the things you didn't like about the, the follow-up ones? Um, just unorganized, uh, you know, really no content, mm-hmm. uh, very poor content. And then they were, they were free of, you know, nothing. Well, I guess I do have something that's free. And then they were free events basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so nobody, you know, the, the, and there weren't that many people there. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to say what, but it, so I'll, I'll just skip that question and, and go back to <laughs> what I was going to address. Okay, go ahead. When you said that the big the big uh, value in, in those conventions is the networking, and that is true if that convention draws the type of people that you would want to network with. If you've yeah. got a bunch of you know, free tarred knuckle draggers mm-hmm. who are just there to get to get prizes, you're just not going to learn anything from them. I mean, there might be one or two in, in yeah. there, but it's not going to be it's not going to be a whole culture of uh, of uh, you know entrepreneurial success, whatever your version of that is. So, yep. No, I, I couldn't agree uh, more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so that's, there's that saying: people that pay pay attention. And, uh, you know, there's some people I've seen people online that have said, you know, I'm not going to the huge convention where I can go to a, a freebie. And I'm like, well, and uh, that, uh, you know, okay. And, but and, and maybe, they're, maybe they're fine with that. And, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't, I don't attach to that personally. Yeah. Um, because the reason that I started doing events, the reason I did that first one in new Orleans and I, and I did those for 10 years is nobody would put on the event that I actually wanted to attend for myself and my service business. Mm-hmm. Well, what was so that event? I, so, I, so that was the New Orleans networking event. Tell me about and, that. Um, it was a small, uh, just a, a small mastermind group. Um, you know, pretty much all business, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. It's, it started out slow. I think it had there's like 28 people at the first mm-hmm. one, but it grew quickly. I ended up having it started selling out real fast. I had to cap it, um, so we would stay at this family owned hotel in the uh in the french quarter on, on the quiet end over by nice. the french market over by coops um i rented out the borgard kai's house across the street which is a it's a house on the historical uh registry it was the home of general pgt borgard and then later the author francis kai's wow. so we were so we would have a meeting in a you know it was not in a freezing warehouse or a crappy hotel room it was uh you know in, in a, a cool, uh, in an eight cool area, yeah, yeah, in a nineteenth century, you know, um, you know what 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 passed for rich people's houses back then, and all the furniture and everything is still there. Um, so, you know, we'd have to remind people if a if a chair says "Don't sit in this chair," for the love of God, do not sit in that <laughs> chair because your your butt's going to go right through it. Yeah, and we can't we can't replace it. I mean, mm-hmm. these are you know, the priceless, irreplaceable antiques mm-hmm. had a had an awesome big uh, courtyard in the back and we just you know we had it and uh it was just a, a very unique thing nobody had done anything like that it very much had its own own flavor um and I, i'm not even taking all the i'm not going to take all the credit for it it worked because you know i got cool people sold on the idea and yeah. They, and they kept, you know, they kept contributing and kept bringing it in and bringing it, bringing in more cool people. And, and it just went, I was, uh, how many of those did you do? 10. 
uh, more than one a year or did you do that for like 10 years? Um, no, I, one year, one year we did two. Wow. Okay. So you did pretty, yeah. That, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Very um, cool. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And then I met, uh, that you, you talked about, you know, your best friends, like the people, the people that I talk to daily or weekly, um, you know, a couple of them I met maybe some of those other events, but for the most part, that's where the people that I talk to every day, I met through that event. Uh, and it's not just about business. I mean, we, we know each other's families. We visit, we, that's you know, cool. yeah. I, I know their kids. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's really a, really a special thing. It's really awesome. So how did that go? How did you go from a, you know, 28, 29, uh, person event to, the largest industry event of its kind, however many years later. I don't know how many years ago later last year's well, convention was, but what w- what happened? How did you go from little intimate to oh my god, this this thing's huge and awesome? Sheer dumb luck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was doing that. Um, that is uh, that event is where I met Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Lamberdini. He's, yep. he's been on the show before. And. Uh, he and I hit it off and, uh, you know, we were, we got, we were friends mm-hmm. and then we ended up, he had started the WCRA and mm-hmm. I begged him to, I was the very first member. He called me. He's like, I got, he called me from the hospital then. He was dying from some sort of, I forgot what it was. It's appendix part, something, something really bad. I Good can't Lord. remember what it was. And he was like, I got this crazy idea. And he told me what it was. And I was like, sign me up. He's like, I don't even know how much it's going to cost. I said, I don't care. You know, <laughs> that's going to, that's going to be awesome for me. And, um, I bugged him for a few years about doing a PWRA mm-hmm. and he wouldn't. And finally he said, well, I'll do it if you do it with me. Cause I was much more on the, the pressure, yeah, on the pressure side. washing side. Yep. Yeah. And so after I started doing that, people that had been to my new Orleans events started bugging me. They, you know, they wanted a, they wanted a convention, so the first one was just for the PWRA. I told the vendors uh, that I would have a hundred people there. That was my benchmark: hundred people. Okay. Um, we ended up having about two hundred there. It just blew people's minds. Like, oh my god, this thing is so big. Was that the one uh, that was in the DC area? Mm-mm, this was in that was this was at the Gaylord uh, Gaylord Opryland. In, oh, okay, in Nashville. That yeah, in thirteen. Okay. And then, yeah, we did it again there in 14 and it grew again. And that year, the WCR members were pretty mad because they didn't get a convention. So we made it. <laughs> so it was a, the joint WCRA, PWRA convention. And we did that for a few years. Um, and it just kept, you know, it kept growing. I just took that same, that same goal from that New Orleans event of talking about business mm-hmm. and, you know, having people that you would want to network with there to network with. And it was funny. I, I got called crazy, nuts, simple, people minded because you, you can't have a pressure washing show and not talk about pressure washing. You know, it's, yes, can. <laughs> that's exactly what I was wanting to interrupt you about which is, I think that's what makes, uh, so guys, let me, let me back up for a minute. Let me just say this. I'm not talking to Thad. I'm talking to all the listeners right now. I am endorsing the huge convention. I love it. And let me tell you what I'm getting out of it. I'm getting some free tickets to give away to my listeners. And that's it. 
I paid for my own tickets to go to the huge convention. I just paid for my airfare to go down there. I got my hotels reserved. I'm not getting any sort of a, uh, not that there would be anything wrong if I did. I just want to be real clear. I'm not getting anything other than some free tickets to give away to you guys. So when I'm bragging about the huge convention, I want you to understand I'm bragging because I'm passionate about it. It helped me out tremendously when I was a new guy. It's still, well, I still am a new guy, so it's still helping me out. And um, I just love it. And and if you're if you're in the industry and you want to grow, this is the one to go to because of what Thad just said, which is when you go there, you're not going to be able to look at the, I don't know if you call it a program, but whatever the, the list of all the classes and all that stuff, you're not going to find one on how to pressure wash. You're going to find classes on how to, uh, how to, uh, reverse engineer your, uh, you know, your revenue goals for, uh, for your business next year. You're going to find classes on how to more effectively manage your, uh, employees. You're going to find classes on how to, uh, 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 work and build your marriage in, uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, because people that build businesses have a hard time with that. I'm just naming some classes that I remember from a couple of years past. And that's what makes this thing awesome is, and it's funny that people criticize you for that, Thad, because that's the the beauty of this convention is a monkey can pressure wash a monkey can learn how to clean windows but he can't build a business and if you want to go to this thing or, or if you want to build a business that's that's what sets this one aside from the others is it teaches you how to build the business not just how to squeegee a window is that is that a fair assessment it is and you know what and i understand why people like, you know, there, some people want those how-to classes. They want the technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. And there are other events for that. And they do that very well. And you can get certifications and you can mm-hmm. get all these things. And that, that's great. I'm not knocking those. I'm not saying that that's terrible. Like, if that's what somebody w- needs, yep, g- that's great. You know, they're, they're, there's I can, I can give them some good recommend, recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um but a lot of times it's not what people need. It's what they want because people will go to an event. Like if they know they're the fastest hose roller in the country and they can wow people, people with their hose rolling skills, then they're going to want to go to an event that there's going to be a hose rolling contest in the parking lot and they can spank everybody and they can you know, get some validation. <laughs> I, I get that. We're humans. That's what we. Is we that a real like thing? Is there really a hose rolling contest? Anyway, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a yes, and we'll keep. keep <laughs> I skipped the hose rolling contest. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. So yeah. So you know there are those events, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But uh, hold on, just one second. I'm getting a uh, power supply delivered to me sorry about that oh no worries you forgot to plug in (laughs) yeah i left it downstairs um and and that's great but that's you know what i started doing all those years ago was building Mm -hmm. the event that i wanted to attend yeah an event that helps you build a business and you know i felt really selfish doing that but i found out there were other people that that's the kind of event they wanted and if they wanted the same things that I did then that's probably the kind of people that I wanted to hang out with and that we could be friends and we could help each other and we could have a good time yeah so you know it's it's purely 
selfish and self-serving for me to do it that way. It just so happens that it has worked quite well. So you had 200 in your first year. And yeah, let me, yeah, let go me, ahead. Yeah, let me plug this in. You're doing that. He's plugging sure. in some stuff, and I'll say a couple of, of other things that is cool about the, the convention as well is even though the convention focuses around the business side of things, there are um, there's a couple of guys that will do some day before events as well. Um, last yes. year, I sent Caleb, uh, my son, my business partner. He went the day before and took a class on like plant and property uh, plant property and plant protection. You know, some stuff like that. So those mm-hmm. things are available. They're they're like extracurricular you know things that are kind of uh, some of these guys that come through uh, before. I hope I'm not overstepping my boundaries. I don't no, know. No, not at all. Uh, we we call those co-located events. Um, yeah. And that's, they are, they're separate events. They're put on by other companies. Um, I, you know, Chris and I really try hard to, to vet those events to make sure, you know, yeah. that there's something that's going to be valuable for our yeah. attendees, but you know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a separate thing. And yeah, like that, that, uh, Ray Burke's plant and property protection. Yep. I mean, you know, the feedback that I got from that was it's great awesome. Class. Yeah. 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 And it was extremely valuable. Um, and actually, the, uh, the co-located events, all the titles are on the uh, – they're in Sketch, so they're on the page. So you can at least see what the titles are. I'm still waiting for the the, uh, the updates as far as exactly what's going to go on in the classes. Hopefully, I'll get those the next day. So, hey, cool. if you have a co-located event, please email me. What you want. <laughs> if you're doing that, that needs to hear from you. So. <laughs> yes. Yes, I need that. Um, oh, so, so that, yeah, just uh, you know, it's it's another reason for people to, it's another reason for people to come. And you know, if you that extra day hotel is not mm-hmm. the big expense, even the price of the class isn't the big expense. Well, in in the in the realm of the whole trip, mm-hmm. you know, your your flights or your travel or whatever. So we just wanted to make it so that if people could only go to one event. Mm-hmm that we just wanted them to, you know, not just because it's ours, but we, I mean, I know what it's like to, you know, count change and figure out if you can get to yeah. an event or not, you know, but it, whether you're going to, you know, you, you stop and buy a pack of bologna and some white bread on the way. I mean, there's no shame in that. There is no shame in that, but we want to make it so that it's worth coming to. Like we, we, we talk about that so much, Chris and mm-hmm. I, we want to make sure that our event is just no BS and that if people make that, you know, that, that leap of faith and they, they trust us to do that, that when they come there, it's worth it. And they, they're, they're going to be happy that they came. They're not going to regret a second of it. Well, I've heard that this year, uh, which, uh, if you're listening in the future, uh, we're talking about 2019, (laughs) uh, August of 2019. I heard that this year actually has, uh, the best, breakout session speakers in the history of the convention that's what i've heard so for the most part there are a couple of scrubs in there and uh (laughs) (laughs) come on you didn't think i was going to give you an easy layup (laughs) now what are we got when are we going to find out who's speaking at it well i know one speaker that is definitely confirmed yeah Yeah. i'm gonna flip the tables i'm yeah that's right there's this guy i get you this year I'm, yeah, big time. <laughs> this guy, you better get to this class early because if he doesn't like the looks of you, he's just going to turn you away, shut you down. You're out on the cold. Am I allowed so to wear I, a tank top when I do my class? 
Sure. Are you sure? Because that was a delayed reaction. I can't. I don't think. You <laughs> well, I wasn't an enthusiastic. Yes. That was. <laughs> All right. I won't do a tank top. I won't do. It. Uh, we prefer tuxedos. If you if you've been well, there, not, you say you, yeah. If you've actually been in classes, you know that tuxedo is the preferred garb. Yeah, I'll it split is, the uh, difference. Uh, somewhere between a tank top and a tuxedo. <laughs> now I'm looking tuxedo, for tuxedo pants and a tank top. That'll you know best yeah. of both worlds. Well, there. I like my Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt because it says I'm here to party, but I'm formal. Yeah. I, Ricky Talladega Nights reference. Sorry, uh, we're we're getting so, too far off off base. So so let me ask you a couple of questions. No, I'm asking you questions. Oh, I told you, okay. tables on you. So tell Let's me about your yeah. Tell me about your class that you're going to do for us at the huge this year. Well, okay. Before I tell you, I need you to resend me what I submitted to you so I can remember everything. Oh. <laughs> but no, no. Oh, here, question is how long have you been been working on it and how far are you mm, no no here's here's what i'm doing here i'm sure this will be edited out (laughs) no no, i'm leaving this in so no it's going to be a well-oiled machine uh basically i i'm going to do a uh the new guys toolkit yeah i want to do the the new guys toolkit i know these sessions they're i don't know if they're exactly an hour long but they're about an hour aren't they right is that yeah roughly the time. So I want to just split it up uh, where we'll have about three different sections in there. Uh, I haven't narrowed down exactly what we're going to talk about, but I, I really, I'm going to really focus on like the three biggest pain points slash three biggest things I implemented in my business early on that helped me grow. Um, something like uh, creating sales packages versus just quoting what someone asked for. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, but I'm not just going to say, I'm not just going to say, hey, you should create packages, but we're actually going to go through the process of how we do that and how you can have success with that. Um, little things like uh, uh, your, your, your pitch to the customer, the things you need to focus on that are important. You know, If you go to your customer and say, well, here's why you should use us because we're insured and we have the best equipment and I'm gonna, no one's going to work harder than me. Well, if that's your sales pitch you're you're going to lose a lot. You know, you, you'll win some, but you're going to lose a lot. So we'll talk about like kind of maybe... You're not winning because of that pitch. Uh, yeah, it's not because of the pitch. Other person is. Yeah, because that's what everyone else does. So we're going to talk about the basics that that the new guy can implement that will double or triple or quadruple his business versus what he would be able to do without these little things that will cost virtually no money to implement. Everything that I'm going to share is going to be something that you know. I haven't added it up, but let's say if you have 200 bucks in your pocket, you'd be able to implement everything that we're going to talk about and have it ready going and actually making money with it. So, so that's, that's my thing is because that's where my heart's at because I still am the new guy and, and I know what it was like when you ask questions early on and you get a lot of jerks that, that don't want to help and they want to beat you down because of all that stuff. That's just kind of my little pet project. And I want to see as many new people. I want to see people that, were fearful like I was that needed something to work. I want to see as many of them succeed as possible. So, well, and I'm excited about it because that kind of falls in with. It doesn't matter what a person's goals are, it, whether they want to be a super profitable part-time solopreneur. They mm-hmm. just want you know they want to work three. They want to you know work three days a week, make as much money as uh, as possible, as fast as possible, and then pursue some other avenue you know, some other mm-hmm. things they want to do, or if they want to put, you know, a hundred trucks on the road, those things are, are going to apply equally to, to either of those. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. 
It's yeah, done. no, I am too. I'm thrilled. I, uh, uh, I'm I'm honored that you guys will let me do it. So so thanks a million. Well, Chris, I officially Chris the Chris doesn't know. No, Chris doesn't know. <laughs> Am I officially the first one to be announced? Because that yeah. that would like really boost my. Oh, that's that's cool. So guys, you got the scoop here on the JNE podcast. All right. So Thad, I'm gonna listen right. now. You can still ask me some questions if you want, but we kind of need to go a little lightning round. So we no, don't I'm I'm done. I'm done. Are you yeah, done asking me? Okay. Yeah. Right. So so I'm. <laughs> I'm going to let's go lightning round. I want to kind of get through a little more about the huge convention and then we need to give away a ticket here and then, and then we can go from there. So first off year number one, you thought you were going to have a hundred, you had 200. What was your feelings when it was over? Did you think, Oh my God, that was amazing. Did you feel like a complete failure? Uh, what what was your thoughts after the first one? Oh, I, that was, I was numb. I was in shock. Um, yeah, I had, I mean, there were people, you know, the, the event was uh, Friday and Saturday and there were people calling me, people had my cell phone number that were calling me Friday afternoon saying, if I get on a plane right now, hmm. will I be able to get a ticket once I get there so I can at least be there for Saturday? And I'm not talking about one, you know, it wasn't a, a, a million people, but yeah. It was more than one. Like people were like, <laughs> we we had more people this, you know, that never happens, but we had yeah. more people the second day because the people that were at the convention were, you know, they were on social media. They were Same. on the forum. Hey, this is That's, great. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they, they were, they were very happy with what was going on. And so we had people just piling, piling in and you know, thought, you know, I think, think I'm on to something here. So which and, convention uh, is this one? The one that's coming up this year of the huge convention named the huge convention which one is this is this five six um, seven well named the huge convention oh, i'll have to go back and look because I, I have to figure out exactly when we when we when we mm-hmm. uh when we switch the uh the it's at least hour. five though because i i know of five because i've been to two this one's coming up which is three and i know of two others so you've had at least five the huge convention. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same event. We just uh, shifted the focus and made it. Uh, I hope so. I don't know. We weren't trying to be cool. We were being <laughs> jerks when we named it. That. But, <laughs> you know, one another thing that seems to seems to have uh, seems to have worked out. But yeah, we. Uh, yeah, it's still the it's the same show. It just changed. Um, like first one was just PWRA and then it was WCRA PWRA for I guess a year mm. or two. And, uh, you know, it started really getting legs of its own and I wanted to just concentrate on the convention. Mm. Um, so I'm not involved in the, in the PWRA anymore. I'm out of the association org game, still mm. member number one, but you know, my focus went to just the convention. Yeah, and man. so, we wanted to we wanted to separate that and make it its own entity so that everybody was welcome. Not was, because we would have people like, oh well, I'm I'm a member of this other group of people who talks horribly about you, so I guess I couldn't come. Mm-hmm. We, so we just had to get past that and, yeah. let, and let people know, hey, every you know, I mean the uh, you know, we were talking about technical events, you know, IWCA uh, for window cleaners, PWNA for pressure washers. You know, they have excellent. Uh, you know, technical education. They both got they both got booths at the huge. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll probably sign up a bunch of members. I know the PWNA did last time. You know, I just want no matter what your affiliation, as long as you're not a jerk, you're welcome. Yeah, 
Yeah. And no we just wanted allowed. people to feel that. And so, yeah, we were kicking around names and just, we were, and, uh, we're like, Oh, you know, just throwing stupid stuff out. And then, uh, you know, one of us said, Oh, we should call it the, the, I think Chris said, Oh, we should call it the big convention. And we giggled and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. The, forget the big convention. Let's call it the huge convention. <laughs> and I'm like, and so I just really quickly checked GoDaddy and that URL was available. <laughs> So you didn't name it that because of Trump. It was it wasn't the huge convention because of Trump. You did, it was just the no, URL was before, that was available. Yeah, this was before, yeah, this was before anybody had any faint <laughs> idea that he would actually be uh, be president. No, it's just be a, a, us being jerks and amusing ourselves. That's we, funny. We, we, we do that quite a bit. <laughs> so so this year's convention is in Branson, Missouri. Now, yep. when I said that, I think half my listeners just said. Where? <gasps> and then the other half was like, really? Um, yeah. Now, now I'm not one of those guys. I'm, I'm from Oklahoma, if, if any of you don't know. Uh, most Where's of my that? life. Yeah. <laughs> it's south of Branson, south, southwest of Branson. Um, the, uh, but uh, most of my life, I lived in the Tulsa area, and we would like vacation in Branson all the time. And so Branson, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's imagine Las Vegas – except it has both kinds of music and no gambling, <laughs> no gambling. And it has country and Western music that, that right. plays, plays on it. And I'm not a guy, I don't listen to country music, but like you go down there and like this whole city, it's in the middle of the Ozark mountains, which is just these gorgeous rolling Hills trees yeah, everywhere. Beautiful. It's just gorgeous. And then you know, there's, there's, the, is it table rock Lake? I think it's down there. There's this giant Lake that, down there where you can go fishing and rent boats and get, well, What's there's it? Table Rock, and then that feeds into Lake Tanicomo, which goes right, right through Ranson Landing. So you yeah, can actually that, walk out of the convention center and, and go trot fishing off of the boardwalk or rent a boat. You know, yeah, right convention. So Branson, so Branson Landing's the newer part, which is like mm-hmm. uh, it's got a lot of upscale shops and restaurants and stuff like that. Uh, there's a couple of ho- uh, convention hotels, which is where I'm staying. Uh, yeah. We've got both I think I'm at the one that's across the parking lot. I don't think I'm at the main one. I think I'm at the, yep. the other one. There's but. one that's attached to the convention center, and then there's one that is on the lake yeah. across the street there. there. I think that's the one I'm at is the one across the street. But but Branson is full of shows. It's full, uh, If you like music, if you like comedy, if you like magic, uh, it's got this awesome theme park. And this is coming from a dude that lives uh, – Disney World, if you're watching the video, is 15 minutes that way, okay? And I have Universal Studios season passes. Silver Dollar City, the theme park there, has at least three, and I know they've added one since then, roller coasters that kick the crap yep. out of any roller coaster that's here at Disney or at Universal. I um, was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, there's that one powder keg. It's one of those ones that go like zero to 60 in like two seconds, and then it has one mm-hmm. called... I think one called Wildfire. Uh, There's one called Outlaw. Those three alone are just freaking amazing. And then I know they just added at least one new one that I haven't. The time written. Traveler. Yeah, the I time saw that. Traveler, which it goes, it does, it does loops and spins. Mm-hmm. I actually got the right. I was, I just happened to be there at the right time, and uh, and got to ride that the very first day it was open. That and we were going back around again. Yeah. We were just going and getting in line again, just so. Well, so, yeah. so had you ever Wait. been there before? Because Silver Dollar City is awesome. No, it's, no, I had no intention of going to Branson. They mm-hmm. contacted me uh, really? about 
about yeah they're like hey we've been you know we've been checking out your convention and we think it'd be a good match and i said i don't think it'd be a good match (laughs) (laughs) because i had this mental picture of branson Mm -hmm. um it was funny while i was up there my dad called me my uh my (laughs) 70 something year old dad like where are you and i said branson he said missouri i said yeah and he's like why (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just all people it, everyone says that, but it, it's just it's a cool not, thing. No. Yeah, it, it is. And I was, you know, I was there, and the 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 facility is top notch. Yeah, we took the, we took the whole convention center. Um, and I was just still, you know, it's not next to a Southwest hub, and yeah. that's kind of been my that's been my first criteria. Then, but they showed me the data of how many people. Mm-hmm. come to Branson every summer and where all they come from and how they get there. And yep. I was like, Oh, okay. well, I'm in Florida. Yeah, I, I felt a lot more yeah. into it. I still wasn't, it wasn't a hundred percent cemented until I went to, to the, have you been to that Bass Pro in Springfield? Like yeah. the original that, that was the main one, the original one, I think it's insane. Yeah. It huge. is absolutely insane. They got a, they have a, a uh, an aquarium there now that's just mm-hmm. i've been there twice and I haven't had a chance to go to the aquarium because i didn't have a whole day spend yeah. there because i was going through the parking lot i was looking at car tags and there were you know people had driven in from california to maine yep from minnesota to mississippi i mean multiples i'm like okay but so yes people really people really do come here yeah. and you know, that kind of that kind of well basically there's there's about everything you'd want to do Minus uh, strip clubs, probably. That's about you know, uh, strip clubs. Strip clubs and gambling. That's that's about yeah, and gambling. Yeah, <laughs> those two things. It's don't very exist. similar to. Uh, it's very similar to, to National Harbor. Now, did you go to? I didn't the go. Two, you went to, to New Orleans and Atlanta, right? Uh, correct. Yep. Okay. National Harbor was nice, but and and it's very similar, but it's not surrounded by ghetto. Like if you wander outside, Branson's not surrounded by ghetto. Well, you know, um, National Harbor, Maryland, is like one way in, one way out, but mm. right outside there, just like, you know, gunfire and yeah. <laughs> helicopters. and <you> know. <laughs> Yeah. And so it's very similar. Being on the water, brand new, super nice, but in a uh, much more, you know, the surrounding area is a lot more safe and fam- family friendly. So I'm well, uh, pretty excited about it. So I want to throw a couple little more things out there about Branson, and then I want us to give away a ticket. So just a couple of thoughts for anyone listening. If you did have that thought of Branson, you know, if that was kind of you, let, let me throw this out there. Not only am I excited because they have this main strip and then they have a couple of like off, not main strips that are still like really happening everything from uh, you know movie theaters to like i said lot they have a ton of like broadway uh, or, uh not broadway vegas style big shows you know big done right shows they have um fun, you know go-karts and bumper boats and arcades and uh helicopters and, and all that stuff that you can do and um not only am I excited and my wife is excited, but, uh, I just bought my flights yesterday cause we're going down the Saturday before and staying all the way to the following Saturday, uh, making it a family vacation. My 16 year old son, my 17 year old daughter, 
they're both stoked about it. They, they can't Great. wait because they had been there. They, you know, they grew up going there. Silver Dollar City, like I said, it's a legit, it's kind of a combination of like, say, a theme park like Universal and then a thrill park like Six Flags because it has like some Six Flags level rides that are huge, those big, big coasters. Mm-hmm. And then it also has a lot of the themey stuff, you know, like down there in the Ozarks and the Hillbillies and you, your yeah, kids get arrested really cool. and stuff like that. It's fun. Yeah, there there is some some cool uh, themed stuff, you know, like go see it, like yeah. how you know a blacksmith shop, and this is how they actually did it way back when, and stuff yeah. like that. It's interesting. So if you're if you're interested in the show, it's not only great for you to go as a, a solo dude, if you know if you just wanted to go to a convention, it's a great opportunity to mix a family vacation. And there's a little bit of a tax write-off whenever you do stuff like that, you know. So um, check your check with your CPA. Don't take my advice on that. But so that that all that being said, great opportunity. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait to see you. Last year, I had more fun just hanging out in the hotel lobby. Uh, it was I think called the Sale, if I remember right, at uh, uh, in Atlanta. But I remember hanging out there, just having a blast, just having drinks and chatting with guys, and just just having a great time. Thad. We're giving away a ticket today. All right. And I asked you, I said, help me, help me give one away. Let's get creative. Now you said you wanted to give one away to like the ugliest listener, but I don't know that I can do that because I don't know that I have the heart to select the ugliest well, listener. I, I was, that was the short version. I was going to say something like, you know, make an, you know, make a ridiculous, ugly face type thing. Not, okay. not just stone you know, God given ugliness. <laughs> okay. I like this. So, so what we're going to do, I don't know uh, if it's doable or not. That was just, a, that was no, all I could come up with. You, it's you completely said doable. And I was not. <laughs> it's completely, completely doable. So here's what we're going to do. I love it. Well, so we're going to use the journey of a new entrepreneur Facebook page to, to take, um, uh, entries. And here's, what's going to happen when I, when I release this podcast in the show notes, uh, in, in the description, it's gonna we're gonna have the date. So from this date to this date, you can submit your photo, and then Thad and I we'll get together. We'll we'll get together one night on a meeting like this, uh, not mm-hmm. recording it, and we're just gonna pick who we think is who put the most effort into That's, the craziest face. How's that? Yeah. So it, in you know, future reference, if you win, that does not mean that you're the necessarily the ugliest human but you you had the ugliest funniest yeah. but you probably are you probably are the ugliest one if you pick you oh, yeah. <laughs> no so so here, here's the rules everyone listen i'm gonna say it one more time submit a photo onto the journey of a new entrepreneur facebook page that says send me to the huge that'll say thad send me to the huge convention so that's what you have to say thad send me to the huge convention with your photo craziest ugliest weirdest face more extreme the better you get creative and here's the deal thad and i pick the the winner and we don't care if you cry about it because you didn't get picked our we're the we're the final say these are our tickets we're giving them the way we want and the person that impresses us the most will get it so that's going to be cool and i'll put the dates uh from when you can submit and then we're going to pick the winner in the show notes is that fair yeah all right i was but i was thinking though um can I disqualify someone um, in in advance who just has a, just has a just a really unfair advantage over over you, all of the rest of the world? Don't say it yet. I, I want us <laughs> to count to three and say the name and see if we're thinking of the same person. Okay. 
You ready for this? Now, mm-hmm. before we count, don't say it yet. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be one, two, three, then it's gonna be one, two, and the person, and then the person's name we say on three. All right. Okay. So we're gonna say it together because I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Let's see if you are. All right, you ready? <laughs> so it's gonna be one, two, and then a person's name. All right. One, two, the name. Yep. One, okay. two, Jay Murphy. Jay Murphy. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So, friends, if you don't know Jay Murphy, you just need to friend him on Facebook. He's really ugly. Yeah, he's really ugly and the <laughs> guy you'll ever meet. So, that. How can people? Um, let's say they don't win a ticket. How can they mm-hmm. get a ticket or get information for the huge convention? Thehugeconvention.com. And That's that will be the clearinghouse for everything convention related. Um, yeah. About about three or four times a week, we'll get a, an email through the contact form that is accessed on the convention page saying, please send me info. <laughs> you were there. Yeah. <laughs> you right it. Like you went past all yeah. Of the everything that the, that is available, are there still the available rooms at the convention uh, hotels, or are those booked up already? There are, but they are going. They're going fast. Um, yeah. One of the problems I'm running into every year is that I think I'm anticipating how much it's going to grow, mm-hmm. and then it passes that. So, yeah. like we passed um, when when uh, Chris and Kate and I did the site visit the beginning of February, like first week of February. Uh, Asked Kate about the update, and she said that we had already passed the end of April's numbers, the first of February. Wow! So, yeah, wow. we're running. Um, last time I looked, we're running about forty-four percent ahead of of last Holy year, cow. and that's with it. Yeah, and that's with uh, you know, just announcing you. Uh, you know, you, you're the only speaker that's been announced. <laughs> and I'm the only one. So there's not. No, that's just people <laughs> that they know it's going to be good, and they're coming no matter what. Yeah. yeah and then. Yeah. So we haven't even started with the people of, I wasn't really thinking about coming, but this class, that class, and this mm-hmm. other class is going to pay for the whole trip. So yep. we, we will, we sold out last year. I tried to make sure that we didn't this year. I got like way, way, way more space. Nice. Good. Um, and we're going to sell out again. We just are. And that's yeah. not something that, that's not something that, you know, the, I mean, fire marshal is the, when he says, Hey, this room has this capacity and we're taking both, you know, both ballrooms put together, mm-hmm. we're taking the whole, that's uh, I think 23,000 square feet, 20 something, 20 ish. I don't know. Quote me. I think uh, like 48,000 square feet of exhibit space. Like we've t- all the classrooms, we've taken yep. it all. So there's not, there's not the option to, Hey, we'll just grab some more space. So mm-hmm. once we hit that number, yeah, it, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be it. They're they're gonna throw the flag and we're done. Well, I hope you guys hit it. I'm sure you will. Um, I'm sure you will because I've probably I don't want to exaggerate. I probably have seven or eight personal friends that uh, not only are going but they're getting extra rooms because they're like taking their kids and everything and making it a, mm-hmm. a family vacation. And those are Good. people that like booked last August. Like we came back from the convention. We were like, hell yeah, we're doing the Branson thing. We're gonna make it a family trip. So I'm excited, Thad. This year, I'm not going to big time you. All right. This year, I'm not going to big time you. As long as you promise to hang out and have a drink with me or something. So, is that fair? 
Well, I can agree to it now, but then maybe I get to big time you. And no, well, no, I, I would not ever. No, that's not. That is not me. And it's I'm used to it because you know it's my goal for having this was not ever to be on stage and say, "Look yeah. at me," and I'm the big deal. And you know, Chris definitely isn't. Like he's we. You know, that was a, the first major fight that we had was who was going to be <laughs> who's going to be the jerk up front about you know. So neither of us is really into that. But yeah, I, I'm the guy that walks around. Yeah, you know, black t-shirt and bands walking around with a clipboard, you know, trying to keep everything organized. So yeah. I, I don't do it for, uh, for don't do it for that. If I want, if I want to to get attention, then you know, I'll do it. I'll do it on stage playing music. Then yeah. you see that other. Then well, you see that other side. Well, you should have said that earlier. That'll be well, a different podcast yeah, we'll we need to, to talk about. Yeah, we need to do that again. So, well, listen, Thad, thanks a million. Uh, th- this has been a blast. So when we I log off. Time. Stick around because I want to talk to you a little more. So don't log off. I do need to okay. talk to the listeners for a second. Um, but this has been great. Uh, definitely an honor to have you. Listeners, uh, check it out, thehugeconvention.com. Don't forget about the free ticket we're going to be uh, giving away here uh, this uh, once this podcast goes live. And uh, just a couple of things. Thank you for listening. I really I appreciate it. Um, it's kind of cool. It's like we got this family. It's like I have people that come on my show and we talk about stuff that impacts our lives and I get feedback from you and, and it's a pretty neat community and this is super cool for me. And I'm going to sign off saying this once, once again, if you're not doing what you want to be doing in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.